I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Chris Merrill, KFI AM640. More stimulating talk in for John and Ken today in what is uh, one of those weird days. If you have to work today, sorry. If you Also, if you have to work today, chances are you're working in retail um, or radio as part of the B team. Also, uh, there is that outside chance that you are working a real job, but you're not actually putting in any effort today. That's uh, that's what's going on at our house. My wife uh, works remotely. I'm going to out her right now if her boss is listening. She said, I don't think there's anybody in the office at all, so I'm just going to kind of be available and check my team's chat every now and again, and otherwise I'm going to start decorating for Christmas. So I think that's a lot of what's going on today. Otherwise, people are, are fighting traffic to try to get their... Uh, get their sale on. And that's where uh, Blake Trolley joins us from uh, uh, KFI uh, news reporter and trepid reporter. And uh, Blake, I know one of the big concerns this year has to do with the retail fraud, the theft that we've seen, these organized crime rings and things like that. And some sheriffs are stepping up their their efforts to deter that from happening. That's what you've been talking about today. Yeah, specifically in San Bernardino County, the largest county in California, Chris. I had a chance to catch up with Sheriff Shannon Dykus, who's really stepping up uh, efforts to curb retail crime this year. The sheriff is reassigning at least 70 deputies from an operation that targets gang and gun crime to fight retail crime as we get through the holidays. Many of these deputies will be working undercover in San Bernardino's hot retail centers, two of these being Rancho Cucamonga and the high uh, desert area. In Rancho Cucamonga, you have Victoria Gardens, big outdoor mall. And just around that mall, there's a lot of other big box stores, including a Bass Pro Shops. Uh, 
the sheriff says they've already been at it this year. There's been 34 theft arrests, around $50,000 worth of recovered merchandise from July just to this month. So that's just a few months that he's uh, sampling there when he's pointing out those numbers. And I'm sure that these numbers that he's released, uh, some of these retail theft numbers, are going to really come up as this operation gets underway. And not just because there's going to be more deputies, Chris, but actually because of what those deputies can do. Deputies can only cite misdemeanor theft in California if it's witnessed by store staff. However, and I want to go to bite one, this is the sheriff explaining this here, they get a much bigger stinger if they're undercover and they witness it themselves. If you listen to the complaints from the public is, you know, we're only able to cite these people when a store detective, for instance, witnesses this. And misdemeanors, if they're not witnessed by the law enforcement officer, that's really all we can do. However, if we see the theft occur, then, of course, we can make an arrest on it, book the person into jail, and it takes it the next level above, not a citation. And then we get them before the court and get these cases resolved. Mm. That's a big deal. Now you're talking the difference between a ticket and and, uh, feeling the cold steel on your wrists. Absolutely. And, you know, San Bernardino County does butt up against L.A. County, but uh, their D.A. has taken a pretty strong stance as well and come out saying he supports the sheriff with this effort. And the D.A. there is really going to prosecute these cases to the fullest extent that they can. Now, of course, they're still under uh, Prop 47 statewide, which does make things tough. And this is something that the sheriff has talked about, uh, you know, wanting to see that number, that uh, $950 uh, $950 for misdemeanor to become a felony to come back down. There are efforts right now in Sacramento to bring that number down. And when you really think, Chris, about all of the efforts that law enforcement has to make and all the investment that uh, is happening statewide to curb retail crime, you really wonder if that number is coming back down. Um, I want to go right back into one more soundbite, Chris. On top of the more arrests, the sheriff, a law enforcement official, really honed in on this year, saying he fears this year will be worse than usual for theft. There are a number of indicators for that. I mean, we all see inflation in the cost of items. Um, I think that's maybe driving some of that. And, there, and you've seen the brazenness. I mean, there's been so many examples on national news media of these smash and grab um, types of uh, robberies and the mayhem that comes with them. So uh, we're going to try to be there in mass to prevent it. And my my way of thinking is I want these people that are going to even remotely think about shoplifting. They're not going to know if they're standing next to a deputy sheriff in the store or whether or not they're standing next to a citizen. And I want them to think twice about it before they do these things because... Hmm. So, Blake, that's interesting. It sounds like uh, the 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 increased fear is because of what inflation. Well, it's a, you know it's a ho- it's a number of things that he's saying. He's saying that items have become more expensive, therefore people are committing more crime just because they're worth more money, especially worth more money to resell. I mean, a lot of this stuff is you sell these items to somebody, usually a fence. They redistribute uh, redistribute these items at yeah. a much cheaper cost. I just did a story recently. I forgot exactly how many, but they found a bunch of stolen purses, high-end handbags at a home out in the valley. And that's kind of how that works, right? That's an expensive item. Uh, this is kind of an extreme example, but it's an expensive item. You're able to grab it, uh, you know, steal it from people. These bags were mostly taken in home thefts, actually. But nonetheless, they're able to take this and offer it to people for a cheaper price a lot of times through the internet or swap meets, various means. I mean, one of the interesting things about all of this theft, if you talk to investigators, is where does it end up? It ends up kind of everywhere. 
as far as where they yeah. choose to go and uh, to go and sell it. But you really wonder, Chris, if that number's coming back down. You know, it's another year. It's another uh, holiday year where the stories in California become about retail theft. And yep. what are what is law enforcement doing to curb retail theft? And you just wonder if they're going to roll back Prop 47 and that uh, that dollar amount to bring uh, to bring the felony amount back down. You know, Blake, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I've been wrestling with this Prop 47 argument for a long time. And if I'm honest with you, that's such a it's such a red herring. That's been around since 2014, right? And it raises, it puts the threshold between a, a misdemeanor and a felony at $950. Now, I've been doing a little bit of work in other markets because I'm I'm a, a notorious radio slut. I just uh, I fill in at, at radio stations all over the place, and so I have the I have the benefit of sort of seeing how things work elsewhere. And I was I was talking about this retail stuff. I was doing some work in Texas, and you know that their their threshold is $2,000. And when you think of uh, when you think of retail crime and retail crime uh, organized retail crime, you think of California, and we go, "Wow, that Prop Forty Seven is the whole reason," but it's not. It, it can't be because if that were the case, you'd have twice as much uh, retail crime going on in Texas because their threshold is twice as high as California's. So I, I just feel like that's such a such a red herring that is being thrown out there for for political argument, and especially. Uh, in light of the increasing costs of items and the increasing uh, the the inflation that we have right now, when that was passed back in 2014, 950 dollars uh, in today's dollars, uh, you know, going back, it actually is becoming the value is less simply because of the inflation that we've seen over the last few years. So, I always feel like that Prop 47 is such a such a, a confusing thing to throw out there. I am curious about this, though, in San Bernardino, how long are these deputies that, that they've moved from the, the gun and the gang operations into the retail crime, which, by the way, the undercover cops in the, the retail stores, what a great idea. Plus, for the cops, they get to shop while they're on uh, at work, which is what we all do anyway. So it's it's only fair that they get to as well. Uh, how how much um, how long are they going to spend in this, uh, this retail crime task force? Uh, and... And in the meantime, what's going on with the other task force? force, force well, task, well, that's what I was going to say. This forces. is a very important uh, – yeah, well, Chris, that's what I was going to say. This is a really important task force. I mean, one of the things – we just did a story about this task force, and one of the main targets that this task force is, is going after is ghost guns in the region. I don't have the numbers right now, but they are pretty high, the number of ghost guns yeah. uh, that this task force was able to get off the streets. Now, the answer to that question is actually indefinitely, and let me explain that. Uh, the sheriff told me that the task force will be working mostly these hardcore retail corridors through the holiday season, but certain members of this task force will remain in dealing with uh, theft at stores, but they're going to shift it a little bit, I've been told, from retail theft when we get through the holidays to grocery store theft, as that's also something really? that's been real rampant. And I would imagine some will still remain uh, in retail theft. And it's interesting you brought that up, Chris. You, know, you have a, uh, an opportunity to look at other states. And uh, I think that's yeah. a great open-ended question that you asked there about Prop 47. But nonetheless, with this much retail theft, maybe the political will will be there to, to you know, nonetheless, yeah. whether it's actually to blame or not. To, uh, to shift things uh, back down. <laughs> I, what a great point you make, Blake, because how often how often is the political argument the actual argument, right? I mean, how often how often do the facts match up with the emotion? 
Uh, just not always the case. I'm, there's just it's 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 a multi-headed uh, cerebus that we're dealing with here when we talk about the monster that is the the retail theft. I, I just don't think there is this this one uh, one magic arrow that'll fix everything. Uh, fascinating, and I also you know f- the the sheriff saying some will stay on indefinitely. I have to wonder if that's um, you know if that statement is as much is as much a warning to uh, would-be thieves as it is uh, sort of uh, talking to us in media about their plans. In other words, it, it's sort of like giving your withdrawal date from from Afghanistan. It just tells the Taliban to wait until that date, and then everything's theirs, right? Same situation. If we say, well, listen, then we're going to end the task force, the thieves are like, all right, well, we're just going to hang out until January 15th, and then back at it, right? Yeah, I mean, one thing that the sheriff's made really clear here, Chris, is that he wants the, uh, you know, he wants thieves to know that there's going to be undercover officers. And, you know, one thing I want to talk about is, you know, as well, you know, the sheriff did highlight that this is a national issue. He did recognize Mm -hmm. that this is happening nationwide. Uh, But here in California, just to to hone in on a few brazen acts yesterday, I... and again, this just really highlights to the the, the start of the retail uh, holiday season that we're having. Yesterday, I was in Chino where a group of five people ran into a Ross store. One of those thieves punched a store employee in the face when the employee tried to confront them. Oh. A dozen French Bulldogs worth more than $100,000 were stolen in Gardena. A big group of miners up to 15 ran into a Nike store in South L.A. and stole $12,000 worth of shoes. On top of the San Marino County Sheriff's Department, Governor Newsom has allocated CHP resources to combat retail crime statewide. So whether it's a national issue, a state issue, a local issue, you know, no matter how you look at it, it is definitely an issue and it is the story uh, this holiday season. Again, we were doing very similar coverage. You and I, the B team, last year. So true, my friend. So true. Also, uh, maybe for the next expose, we can talk about how 12 French Bulldogs are worth over $100,000, because that seems to be a, a big problem in my mind, uh, the the cost of a French Bulldog. What's the matter with people? Who's paying that? All right, Blake Trolling, always great to talk to you, friend. I know what's the matter. You just, you just buy a pug and tell people it's a French Bulldog, and, you know. Exactly. They don't know the difference. <laughs> they don't know. All right, Blake, always good to talk to you, pal. Have, uh, have a great weekend here, my friend. All right, right, Blake Trolley uh, from KFI News. Speaking of shopping, forget e-commerce, which is what everybody's going to now. How about Mick-commerce? Mick? That can't be right. That's next. I'm Chris Merrill, KFI AM640, in for John and Ken, live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Big push for Pastathon, Pastathon.com, Pastathon. Dot com. The bar is pretty high. We've done such a, a great job. Uh, the entire community in Southern California done such a great job of giving over the last uh, however many years it's been, uh, like forever. Uh, so, you know, you continue to step up, and uh, we're asking you to do it again this year. So please, pastathon.com, pastathon.com. So e-commerce everybody's doing their retail shopping today it terrifies me those of you that go out and i I was listening to the traffic reports earlier around citadel and other other uh uh, malls and and shopping centers and stuff and it just the older i get the more misanthropic i get it just terrifies me there is nothing worse than being in a in a packed parking lot 
And even if I do find a parking spot and I'm able to get in there without other cars honking at me and, and me feeling like I've got pedestrians waiting for me to hurry up and park and all this stuff, I start to get real jittery just thinking about it. And then once I get inside, I can't handle the chaos. I don't do very well with it at all. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know what it is. My therapist doesn't know what it is either. He just says I'm nuts. So I, I, uh, I got to tell you, I always look at society, I think, like an ant does. You know how ants, if you look at an ant farm, they're all moving in different directions and it seems very chaotic. But in truth, they all have a destination and they're all part of kind of a system, right? That's sort of how I am. And so if I go into a place and everything is actual chaos where there is no system, it's just a lot of people doing different things uh, with their own immediate self-interest, not even like uh, long-term self-interest, but immediate self-interest, like stopping in the middle of the doorway as soon as people are trying to walk in, just stopping so that they can self-interestedly look around and try to figure out if they want to go to the left or right. Do I want to go to Sears first or Macy's? This is a decision I could not have made before I set foot in front of this door and then stopped. See, I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. Really, I'm fired up over this stuff. I can't handle it. And I start getting, um, it's not a panic attack. I don't want to, because I, I feel like if I say it's a panic attack, then I'm I'm kind of uh, uh, diminishing what people who are suffering from actual panic attacks have. But I do get, uh, let's call it an anxiety attack, uh, where I will start to feel like the walls are closing in. I get tunnel vision. I start to get sweaty, and I start to convulse. I mean, really, I start to get shaky. I can't handle it. Um, and I have to step aside. I can't be in the middle of it. I have to kind of back myself up against a wall and just stand there and try to get my bearings. And my wife, first time that happened when we were together, she thought I was just trying to ruin her outing. But then she realized, oh, no, he's nuts. He really has this issue. So I guess my point is be an ant, go somewhere with purpose. Or, like me, I do a lot of shopping online. They call it the e-commerce, and I know I'm supposed to wait until Cyber Monday. I don't do a very good job of that. They call it e-commerce. E-commerce, they say, is on the rise in in, uh, recent years, but there's a new form of e-commerce. Did you know? E-commerce, of course, is the online commerce. There's a new commerce. It's M-commerce. Or when you look at it, it looks like it's McOmerce. I'm just telling you the way it looks. It looks like McCommerce. In fact, as I as I was reading the headline for the article on eMarketer, uh, it says rise of McCommerce. <laughs> so M-commerce or McCommerce is mobile e-commerce. So you know when you're on your phone and you're you're uh, you're just jacking around and you're scrolling through Instagram or or uh, X or Threads. I've been doing a lot of Threads lately, and you get to, you, you end up seeing an ad, and then you click on that ad. That's that's M commerce, mobile commerce. Or you're sitting on the bus, you're in public transit, right? And so you open your phone and you open up the Amazon app and you just start scrolling through there. That's M-commerce. So it's e-commerce on your phone. Mick-commerce, I call it. Mick-commerce or M-commerce. And the number of retail M-commerce uh, sales 
continues to grow. In fact, when it comes to e-commerce, about 6.5% of total retail sales. Total sales come from people on their phones, and they expect that number to continue to grow uh, upwards close to 10% over the course of the next five to six years. M-commerce sales, they expect to hit uh, 40% of e-commerce sales next year alone. Retail still is, uh, brick and mortar is still the king, but uh, still, we're talking about the phone being the one of the most primary avenues of doing some shopping. And I'm all for it, because I don't have to deal with somebody trying to decide if they want to turn left or right while they stand in front of the door and block everybody else from getting in the store. Get out of the way! Hey, there's good news on the Israel-Hamas war front. 24 hostages released, and they're being checked out as we speak. We'll get an update on uh, the reaction locally next. I'm Chris Merrill, in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, Hamas has freed 24 hostages. Israel has sent uh, 39 back. That was part of the deal in the 40 ceasefire. Uh, there's 13 Israelis, 10 people from Thailand, and one Filipino, according to uh, Qatar. And that uh, agreement, that's that uh, temporary ceasefire, the uh, the temporary truce, the four-day ceasefire, I guess, 
has allowed for uh, a plethora of uh, aid vehicles to uh, get in. I saw live shots of the the border there. Is it was uh, one? Uh, I think it's Red Crescent that's going in there after another. Just. Uh, a line of these uh, trucks trying to get medicine and aid into people in Gaza the first time in seven weeks that there's been uh, a ceasefire, and this is uh, to last four days. Joining me right now is Chris Adler. And, Chris, you've been covering this uh, this uh, rally near the Grove uh, today. What? Uh, who's rallying, and what's what? why are they rallying? What's the big deal? Hey, Chris. So... This is a pro-Palestinian rally, okay? And okay. these these demonstrators gathered at Pan Pacific Park here in L.A., right near the Grove, around 10 this morning. The the crowd swelled pretty quickly, and once they, they got to a, a few hundred, they marched their way through the Grove, through the businesses of the mall. And the purpose for that, Chris, was because they said they want to make sure that politicians, businesses, and the city of L.A. does not carry on with business as usual as people are dying and being murdered, as they say, in, in Gaza. Now, um, they made their way through the mall. Then they came back to Pan Pacific Park, and the, the crowd's dispersing now, and it's starting to break up. So we've been here for a few hours. But, um, you know, they say they're shutting it down for Israel. They, they don't want to allow the politicians to just carry on, again, with business as usual, while people are being slaughtered. They feel that the response from Israel has been completely brutal. They, they said it's been 10 times worse than the, than the Hamas attacks on Israel. Some of them are not condoning the attacks on Israel by Hamas. But, you know, I did speak with one guy, one Palestinian uh, protester here, and he said, you know, uh, Hamas is not, they're not a terrorist group. They're actually freedom fighters. Hamas is a resistance. They're, they're an ideology. You know, they're not this terrorist, so-called terrorist. They were funded by... Netanyahu to begin with, to break up the Palestinian between Hamas and and the PLO. So, Chris, they've you know they've mm. been chanting, carrying signs, and um, chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Um, and so, you know, there 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 were some Jewish supporters out here actually in support of of uh, of, of I'm sorry of Palestine. Um, but you didn't see any flags. You did not see any Israeli flags, all Palestinian flags. I did talk to groups. There were um, Mexican supporters out here, uh, people from the Filipino community. So it was uh, from the black community. Mm. There were multiple different people out here, not just Palestinians uh, standing with them. Chris? I'm I'm struck by uh, the gentleman's uh, quotes that he was sharing there. So, oh, they're freedom fighters. They're good guys. Uh, yeah, I, I think the world saw a little bit different story. I'll opine on that, Chris. I'm not going to make you opine on that. Um, but even if they were freedom fighters, I don't think sneak attacks on your neighboring country uh, is probably the best way to go. Certainly not very effective. So, Chris, did things, you said that there were some uh, some Jewish protesters who were joining that group, and I'm assuming that the Jewish protesters were not saying that Hamas are swell people, but I'm, I'm assuming I am assuming <laughs> yeah. that the uh, the the Jewish protesters were saying, uh, you know, two state solution or free Palestine, uh, enough of the violence. I'm, I'm guessing that's sort of their take. 
Well, they did mention the two-state solution, but some of them said that two-state solution may not actually work, that historically mm-hmm. it hasn't. They, they they said they really don't know what the solution is, but the Jewish man that I spoke with today said he went to Israel, he went on his birthright to Israel, and he had a conversation with his dad and said, you know, Dad, we're Jewish, and yes, Hamas is a, a terrorist organization, but what we have done in retaliation is worse. We've killed hundreds more than Hamas has killed. And and he was saying, look, nobody is right in this situation, but the response that's happening in Israel right now is, I'm sorry, in Palestine by Israel has gone too far. And so that's why he said he had to take a stand today and come out and stand with the Palestinians because he said he hates to see children murdered. And he said what happened, you know, at the festival, at the... um, at the Nova Festival, the music festival was not right. It should ne- should have never happened. But this is a decades-old conflict that's been going on. And he says he doesn't know the solution, but he knows what's happening in, in Gaza right now is definitely not the solution. So that's why he was out here today. Okay. Chris Adler is uh, at uh, uh, the rally near the Grove. started at Pan Pacific Park. And then you said it made its way through the Grove, Chris. Uh, I'm Can I guess that the businesses were really excited to have all the extra foot traffic? <laughs> Well, yeah, we thought you'd be out there doing your Christmas shopping. Sure. Yeah, well done, Chris. Yeah, you know how yeah, much I, I love a good crowd. I know. Yeah. Thought yeah. I'd see you out there. But, um, no, you know, the businesses just kind of went with it. There was a huge police pres- uh, presence out here. LAPD Tactical was on alert just in case. It was peaceful for the most part. Um you know, there's. Yeah, I didn't see anything crazy happen uh, from my vantage point, but it was a pretty big crowd. You know, they were carrying... Um, sheets with red paint on them to signify the babies that have died because of this war and the attacks and so people were carrying that and so that was used as imagery and the signs and the chanting and you know so they they went through the the grove and then they came back to pan pacific park and they basically said okay before they they broke up they said this is not the last rally. They're planning to rally again tomorrow, and uh, we'll continue the rallies until there's complete liberation for the Palestinian people. And that's kind of where it left off, Chris. All right. Another good reason not to have weekends or holidays. It gives people too much time. Uh, if we could just eliminate all that free time, we'd eliminate a lot of this kind of uh, protesting going on. Chris, great to have you on. Thank you so much for your you reports. Too. All right. You're, Thanks, Chris. All right. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, I guess, or you too, Black you too. Friday, or whatever we want to call it. Happy whatever is happening. Uh, now get back to work. Protest. All right, We're going to protest, right. protest as long as we can. We're protesting some more. Why are we doing it? Because we don't have anywhere else to be. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not saying that you don't have a point to make. That's fine. Just get out of the way. Day enough people out there losing their minds trying to shop. And you're out there in the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Okay. Uh, look, i got to shift things up a little bit here uh, because while we have a number of people who are shopping today, we do know that this is uh, one of the busiest travel holidays of the entire year, which means an awful lot of you are staying in hotels or you're staying in an Airbnb. And that means that an awful lot of you are being spied on and you don't even know it. I didn't even know how much of an industry this whole spying on strangers thing was until I opened Amazon. Thank goodness for Amazon. All right, we'll tell you how to stay safe and how to find that camera next. It's Chris Merrill uh, in for John and Ken. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Chris Merrill, KFI AM 640 in for John and Ken. 
And a quick reminder, 13th annual KFI Pastathon is here asking you to step up for Chef Bruno's charity, Katarina's Club, providing more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And it's your generosity that makes that happen. There's three ways you can help, as you've done in the past, pastathon.com. Just go to pastathon.com and donate. You can also, when you're shopping at uh, Smart and Final Stores in Southern California, donate at checkout. Boop, easy. And then the Southern California Wendy's as well, uh, getting on board with us uh, a year or two ago, they started uh, helping out as well. You can make a donation at any Wendy's restaurant in Southern California. And then uh, Neil Svedra, I believe, is live tomorrow, right, guys? From uh, 2 to 5 with the Fork Report at the Smart and Final in Lake Forest uh, on El Toro Road. And then, of course, uh, the the uh, uh, the A-teams are going to be broadcasting live all day from the Anaheim White House on Tuesday. That is Giving Tuesday. Uh, so starting right at 5 o'clock, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., pop on out and say hi. And 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club. Again, pastathon.com, pastathon.com. So <clears throat> put the program together, and Super Producer Dana sends me this story about fake smoke detectors. And I thought, oh, that's kind of creepy. And I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those quirky one-off type stories. Uh, Hey, look out. This is something that's happening, just so you're aware. In the same way that, I don't know about you, but I I see those stories about like credit card scanners uh, being installed on gas pumps, right? All right, that's something I should be aware of. All right, thanks for the heads up on that. Probably not going to encounter it. Sure would hate if it was me that did it, and I feel bad for the people it happens to, but uh, odds of it actually happening to me, pretty low. Thought the same thing about the fake smoke detectors until I started doing some more research. Holy cow. All right, here's your story, and then wait until you, f- wait until you hear what I've uncovered. This is not a drill. Fake smoke detectors are popping up in bedrooms across America, and they're not there to keep you safe. See, I thought, again, doesn't this sound like sensationalism? Doesn't this sound like a clickbait news story? Like, look out, everyone! Everywhere you turn! And you're thinking, sure it is. Okay, right? This is going to be another, there's razor blades in the candy apples. This is why we can't have Halloween. Nope. Come on now. An adrenaline-filled moment. 23-year-old Dakota Williams was laying in bed in her basement apartment when she says something suspicious caught her eye. I noticed that there were actually two smoke detectors in the room. I started to kind of fidget with it, and my stomach dropped. My heart sank immediately. I was like, I just need to make a plan to get out. It wasn't a smoke detector at all. What was it? Inside was a hidden camera. You don't say. It seems like any ordinary smoke detector, but take a closer look. This tiny lens can secretly record your every move and even transmit video live. So whoever's watching can spy on you in real time. And that's exactly what Dakota says her roommate was doing inside this Colorado Springs rental home. Oh, it was the roommate. Oh, I know, I was thinking like landlord or creepy neighbor. No, it was the roommate the whole time. This sounds like a horror movie. You find this hidden camera and you think he's actually looking at you. Were you terrified? 
I definitely was. But who put it there? Her first thought, maybe it was the landlord's boyfriend. She says she ran out of her room and sure enough, the guy was right there, oh. apparently aware that he had been discovered. Uh-oh. It was just a really scary moment of who knows what could have happened if I didn't get out when I did. Dakota later returned with Colorado Springs police. Body cameras were rolling as they questioned the man. Oh, this is going to be good. Hey, listen, our body cameras are rolling while we talk to you about hidden cameras, bucko. She believes that she was spied on. Finally, he fesses up. Uh, I did buy a camera. Was it in Dakota's room? Yes. The landlord's... Well, now you're going to prison. Bye-bye said she had no idea what was going on and was not charged. As for that suspect, Jamil Brown, he isn't just anybody. He's a major with the United States Space Force, the newest branch of the armed forces. All right, so, no, no, I'm not even going to make a joke. Where the mighty watchful He was found guilty of invasion of privacy. Dakota's mother and stepfather say they were shocked to discover he was in the military. Really disappointed in him, you know, especially seeing his his position of authority. This is someone that's in really high power, could have spiraled out of control at any moment. In Again, I, I have to be a little bit careful here because I, I feel as though the report is almost talking about this as a one-off. They started the report by saying it's happening everywhere, but now they're almost saying, oh, this this is a one-off. Can't believe this happened. Oh, but we got the creep. Now go back to your sheltered lives. But wait. That situation, especially if he started to really dig into what was he about to lose. But you don't have to be a high-ranking officer to get your hands on these devices. Yup. We collected numerous reports of fake smoke detectors. This one was discovered in a Massachusetts home just two weeks ago. And this creepy character used a fake smoke detector to spy on unsuspecting house guests in Nevada. I changed in there. I slept in there. Just everything. I'll never get the peace of knowing that he doesn't have my oh. videos. Yeah. And then she's worried that he's just going to release her spied videos on the internet at some point. I, I think he'll forever probably have them. We tried to speak with Major Brown on his way into court. Sir, did you spy on a young woman in her bedroom so that you could have sexual gratification? What do you have to say to your victim, sir? The Space Force officer was sentenced to community service. He's been ordered to have no contact with the victim and to register as a sex offender. All right, so how prevalent? Even Again, the story says... We even found another story of it happening in Massachusetts just two weeks ago. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. So Dana sends me this story, right? Producer. She sends me this story and says, hey, talk about this. This is creepy. I said, cool. So uh, I thought, well, how much is this happening? So I just Googled smoke detector hidden camera. Oh, my gosh. Don't do, Don't Google that. Don't. You don't. You, if you Google that, you will be woke to the fact that it's happening. Not only that, but the first result that came up was um, uh, on Amazon. S smoke detector hidden camera. 214 results. Oh, my gosh. Do you want it to live stream? Do you want it to record on an SD card? Do you want it to be a wall mount? Do you want it to be a ceiling mount? Do you want it to use uh, 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 Wi-Fi? Do you want it to be uh, uh, CCTV? How do you want it done?
You want it indoor? You want it outdoor? You want it co- uh, uh, corded? Do you want it solar powered? Do you want it in 4K? Do you want it in in uh, 1080p? How wide of a viewing angle do you want? I couldn't believe how prevalent they are. And there may be legitimate reasons to have that, whether it's security and especially you want to put it up in your own home, so be it. Question I have, of course, is does it still work as a as a smoke detector? Because sure would like if it did. But there are ways that you can try to find out if you've got a smoke detector in your home. There are ways that, or or in your rental, your Airbnb, your hotel room, whatever it is. The first is the most obvious, and that is you look for a, a camera. Right? You see a smoke detector on the wall. You just look to make sure that it doesn't have what to be like a little lens like you'd have on your cell phone. The other is if you can see wires, additional wires coming out of that thing. Is it wall-mounted? Ceiling-mounted is going to be a lot more common. Wall-mounted gives a better angle for creeps. And wall-mounted smoke detector is not super common. But do be careful. And this is something I ran into at my uh, my rent. My wife and I uh, bought an Airbnb uh, a year and a half ago. And we had to put in uh, carbon monoxide detectors. And those are wall-mount. So just be cautious that what you're looking at is not legitimate. I mean, it might be. might be legitimate. There are ways, if you're a little more techie, to try to track down a hidden camera. You can actually use your phone um, simply by, you ever have that, uh, you're on the phone, or you've got your phone near you, and you've got the radio on, and you start hearing that, yeah, that's just interference. So if you start talking on your phone, and you walk by the, uh, the smoke detector, you might actually pick up some interference because it's trying to use some Wi-Fi. There are mobile apps you can use to see if there's other Wi-Fi devices connected in your room, and there are actually anti-spy detectors. They look for radio frequency that it's uh, uh, unusual, and you can get those, again, on Amazon as well. Isn't it wonderful? Amazon has both the problem and the solution that you're looking for. Yep, it's available. And keep in mind, it's not just smoke detectors. All kinds of hidden cameras, because cameras are so small nowadays, they can get them in all kinds of things. Phone chargers, uh, uh, could be uh, 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 pens. I've seen things with pe- USB uh, 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 ports, you know, the, the USB uh, thumb drives, right? Just looks like it's a thumb drive that somebody left on the table. Oh, no, that's recording, you know. Just be careful. Creeps are everywhere. Everywhere. And they might be high-ranking military officials, or they might just be some scumbag living next door, whatever it is. Just be careful. All right, holiday travel is up uh, pretty high this year. Uh, However, it is a real problem if you fall into this category of people. I'll tell you who's got it the worst next. I'm Chris Merrill. This is KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.